Hey Sam, how do, my dude? I do good. I mean, I don't. Everything's horrible and, you know, <laughs> crippling anxiety and all that, but I'm totally Come on, fine Sam. otherwise. Sam, keep it how light. How are you? <laughs> I'm dying on the outside more visibly than I'm dying on the inside, but... Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. No, good. I uh, I was hanging out with, uh, with Adam Swift... Uh, the other day, I was hanging out with with old mate next door from the bookshop. Oh, oh! You went, you popped over to the bookshop, bookshop to have a look. I did. We ended up talking about the drive for an hour. It was really good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, Cal, be honest. Did you read the book or did you just watch the movie? I I watched the. I uh, sorry. I did not watch the movie. I read the whole <laughs> audio book in a day because I'm a lunatic and don't like sleeping. Apparently, that's fair. Um. <laughs> And also fair. It's a solid book. So there's a reason I made Adam Swift read that because I yeah. was the one that recommended that to him. We should talk about the movie The Dry as like a crossover. Sure. Like right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just throw it in the disc drive and we'll 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 do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um. Um. It's got Eric Banner in it. Uh. Yes. And we oh, all love Hulk Eric Banner. himself. Best Hulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I would love, I think we said this last week, but spoilers, no way home, but for the Hulk, right? Yeah, totally. Like surely, surely. Yeah. Get, um, (laughs) is Lou Ferrigno still around? Yeah, he's still around. Call it no Hulk home. (laughs) Uh, no way to smash. Um, I think Lou, did Lou Ferrigno die recently? I think he might've. I I have no idea, man. I didn't hear about it if he did. The original actor who played Bruce Banner, I know, died recently. Hmm, that's rough. Well, recently is in the last, like, b- before the Incredible Hulk movie. Oh, oh no, okay, he's still, so... Lou Ferrigno's still trotting about 70 years old. Good on him. He was Good in Brooklyn in New York. Okay, so we get him and uh, Mark Hamill to CGI de-age him to, to play Hulk in, yeah, No Hulk Home. Uh, Hulk smash, no way to smash. Um, yeah. Are you done? <laughs> Am I done? <laughs> fucking... Yeah, you done. <laughs> like, this was exclusively my bullshit that you've just been fucking toe-tapping your way through waiting for me to finish. Fuck you, Sam! I had nothing to do with this. This is oh, all on you, buddy. This was your bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hit me up with the tweets. Uh, Cal, tweets don't exist anymore. Did you not hear? They're now called musks. Sick. All right, well, we'll play the music then. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see about that? (laughs) The whole Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter thing? No, no, no. Elon Musk bought Twitter today. He he did it today. $45 billion. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks ago, he was like, hey, the UN... I'll give you $6 billion to help end world hunger if you can tell me how you'd actually spend it, meh. And they put forward like a, a solid plan on how they would spend that money specifically to feed mm. exactly 40 million people. Yeah. And instead of giving them that $6 billion, he bought Twitter for $45 billion. <laughs> because Elon Musk is a piece of shit. Oh my God. Like... And he ne- yeah, and I and we might we might get off the Twitter now. We'll see. We'll see look, how angry I get about this. Look, oh, Elon Musk the is, is such a no fucking. Well, yeah, that is the problem. Is that um, 
there's been a sort of natural monopoly occurring around social media platforms, and that's partly why they're all terrible. Um, Well, and the thing is, Elon Musk is like, I'm going to bring free speech back to Twitter. And I'm like, have you been on Twitter? (laughs) It's horrible there. (laughs) No one likes it. No matter what part of the political spectrum you're on, everyone's complaining about the stuff everyone else is saying. Mm. And as a far left (laughs) social justice warrior, Cal, I'm very angry at all the stuff they allow on Twitter. (laughs) Frankly, I less free speech on Twitter. That's what I say. As a as a free speech extremist myself, I just don't think it's no no one actually wants a free speech platform. It's a terrible idea. (laughs) And free speech because everyone talks about free speech in America like it applies to everyone. It applies to the government. Twitter doesn't owe you shit. In fact. America spent yeah. a long time making sure corporations owe you nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is your bed, Musk. Line it. Boy, I'm glad we started this show. You know, who would have yeah. thought when the Doctor Who 50th anniversary was coming out <laughs> and we were, like, we were going to do a podcast that, like, you know, we'd one day use it as the world's shittest political soapbox to fucking rant our ravings at literally three people. Did you see that Scott Morrison during the Anzac Day morning <laughs> was texting on his phone? Was texting on his phone <laughs> like the absolute garbage piece of shit he is. Everyone he knows is there, which is his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyone who's going to text him back was there. His oh, wife. God. Because, like, I just don't understand how this person can so utterly fail at having, a like, a good public presence. Like, it's really hard to have a good public presence as a politician. Not only does Scotty seem like he's not trying, it seems like he's actively self-sabotaging. <laughs> but then everyone is like, oh, well, you know, he's a busy political leader. I'm like, doing what? Name one thing Scott Morrison has done in his time as Prime Minister. What was he doing? What was so important that he had to text right that minute? And look, I bet... Were we invading someone? Were we getting invaded? He was probably just playing Candy Crush, man. And look... And that is accurate and makes it worse. Speaking of bad things, Mm. um, we got a tweet from at AussieMonkey95. (laughs) Sorry, we got a musk. Sorry, that that sounded very (laughs) offhanded at Matt. Uh, He's tweeted us, uh, and you might have already seen this, the new Fast and the Furious film title. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's called Fast X. I hate it. I fucking called it, though. I kind of. I said FX. <laughs> but Fast X, I'm like, it'll be an X. They'll do the X for the 10. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes uh, sense. And and Matt Aussie Monkey uh, tweeted with that, I still prefer Fury Tennis. Because <laughs> I think we discussed this literally last week on the podcast, and then we released the episode after this announcement, so I'm like, fuck. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah, we haven't been relevant in decades. Um, or <laughs> maybe ever? Mm. I mean, we it's say decades say. like we've been around for decades. I've been around for decades. Not in the bloody sphere of, like, film criticism. Is that what we, is that what we do? We bitch about films? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So, um, what what is this? <laughs> Oh my god. For those so, of you listening I, to the no, truncated I, silence version, <laughs> there was like a galaxy of, of gap there where all you could hear is the cogs in Sam's all head right. turning. I just saw on the right hand side 
that trending in Australia on Twitter is the hashtag come to number one. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck's that? Turns out the chaser right. released a song mm-hmm. called Cole Makes Me Come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, it's sitting on number three on the charts. <laughs> So the uh, the goal is to get it to number one, and then they're like, the the chaser tweeted they're saying we're so close to getting the song to number one. So if we can get come to number one trending, it'll be able to stop sharing this horrendous song with you all and get back to trying to lose Elon six billion. <laughs> Excellent. So it's going to um, it's gonna hit. It's gonna be on the Triple J hardest one hundred next year. Is that how that works? Probably. Maybe. No, uh, the I've... Triple Triple J's voted on. This is like this is like the charts, the songs that are actually being listened to, yeah. unlike Triple J, which is a popularity contest. And also, those two things are kind of the same thing. Those two things are absolutely the same thing. Remember how the Wiggles won? Yeah, Triple J Hottest One Hundred last year. Yeah, because they did a sick cover with the oh, mashup. Man, I'm like, I'm like, existence sucks. I don't want to be in it anymore. But then I'm also afraid of the void. So you know, I just have like this crippling. Mm. A feeling of not belonging anywhere at the moment. Super sick. I love being alive, Cal. Um, Does that have anything to do with the Wiggles? or <laughs> No, just a side comment. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, just... <laughs> fucking hell, man. <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked by come to number one. Um, <sighs> at Riley's Good tweeted us saying, I'm on a Legend of the Sea Devils diet. When I see devils, I eat them. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Riley. Cool. <laughs> cool, man. Um, also, like... I've not seen Sonic 2 yet, and Everything Everywhere All at Once doesn't release here for a few more weeks. They sadly did not release it everywhere all at once. Boo! <laughs> That's a big boo, Riley. I assume you're in the UK. I think I recall that from somewhere, so... Well, it's a terrible little island. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry that you live in an island where they haven't released everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, come come to a better island. I hate like Australia. I loved that movie. I loved that movie, and I hate that title. It's terrible. It's a horrendous title, isn't it? Because I can't get it right ever. No, because I'm always like um, a little bit of everything all of the time. I'm like somewhere someday. I'm like no, that's not that's uh, not it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. Anyway, follow-up tweet from Riley says, Anyway, this is the official top 10 Doctor Who episodes, according to me, and the list is objectively correct. Oh, here we go. Alright, this is official. This is the official top 10 Doctor Who episodes ever, (laughs) according to Riley. So so this is including Um, the classic series? uh, Well, uh, there's not a single classic on this, so no. Get fucked, classic series! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Riley's top 10 is Number 1, Midnight That's, yeah, I love that one Yeah, me too, it's a pretty great episode Um, I don't begrudge that being number 1 at all Number 2 is Vincent and the Doctor Also Eh. I don't understand you, dude I cry at the end of that episode every single time It didn't do much for me It was fine It's because you're dead inside Yeah. Um, Next is The Empty Child and the Doctor Dances Yep Excellent Uh, Blink. Yep. Also excellent. Uh, You've lost me, Riley. Heaven Sent. What? (laughs) 
Which one's Heaven Sent? Is that the one where he's trapped in the watch? Yeah, Heaven Sent and Hellbent. Yeah, yeah, Heaven Hell Sent, Bent, I'm pretty sure. Hellbent is worse. I think we called that, like, Heaven Sent or something. Heaven no, Bent, we called it yeah. Heaven when they were Bent. doing duology, when they were doing every episode's a two-parter, we yeah. just portmanteau the title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Heaven Sent, to be H. Yeah, no, it's, I don't think it's very good at all. Uh, but then Waters of Mars, excellent. The, yeah, it is very good. Girl in the Fireplace, excellent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Voyage of the Damned, very good. Pretty good. Dalek, excellent. Yep. I rewatched that recently. I'd have truly really one of the best yeah. Dalek stories. I, Maybe I the honestly best. think it's probably one of the best Doctor Who stories. Uh, as far as like Dalek stories go, as well, it's like it's that or Genesis of the Daleks. Like they're like neck and neck. Mm. Um. And then you've, and then at the bottom of the list, number ten, Unicorn and the Wasp. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't remember like hating it, but it was. I, I don't remember know. It being good, but not. I remember better episodes from that season, like was somebody in the library. I don't remember that. Was somebody dating an alien shape shifting wasp monster? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm good. That no. <laughs> Um, that is a pretty good list, Riley, except for Heaven Sent. That one, that's bad. Um, yeah. We've got one more tweet from Riley, which says, I feel like most of the time when Doctor Who is like, look, we're bringing back an old Who monster. Aren't you happy? They do a mm. bad job of it, and I don't know why that is. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of a recent time. They, they, they did, definitely did a not great job with the Sea Devils. It was very mm. subpar. The thing is, because at one point... Every time an old, like, villain came back, it was the return of the whatever. So, like... I, I didn't love the return of the Sontarans in, like, the blue little Sontarans. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, like, like they turned them into comic relief, and the comic relief stuff with them was good. But, like, they were never that threatening to me, the new ones. They yeah. were too kiddish, I think. I really love the redesign in this latest season. Even though yeah. the story wasn't that great, the redesign of the Centaurans was mint. Yeah, and like the Silurians was handled well, the Daleks were handled well. You could argue about the Cybermen, but I think the Cybermen were generally yeah. handled pretty well. I didn't like the return of the Cybermen either. I know a lot of people like that, but the other Earth Cybermen and how they were like... Like, it was an interesting story, but I'm like, these aren't really Cybermen. Yeah, and so the... Um, like, the near the finale of um, Capaldi... Like, those Cybermen were really creepy and, and cool. Like, they, yeah, they sort of... when Yeah. Cybermen have proven to be one of the more versatile uh, villains. And they've got so many, like, designs, but are all, like, distinctively Cybermen. Yeah. Like, I feel like they re- redesign them a lot and they tend to work. Mm. But when they redesign the Daleks, it, like, they'll do a different colour scheme and that's fine. But remember when they tried to redesign the Daleks? The Rainbow Daleks? Yeah. I didn't mind them, but people hated them. I really don't understand why they hated them so much. Because they were Power Rangers. That's what people would say. I guess, but that didn't they... Like, I, I don't know how else Daleks would denote rank. Besides a super, like, um, artificial... Like, they have... Uh, their local Wi-Fi network determines which... Like, tells you which other tank... Well, that's what I assume it is. Like, it's like they they have them all on, like, a radar-type deal and they Mm. all know who's in charge and then when that one dies, it just gets allocated to the next one. Mm. 
Because you don't see the big rainbow one blowing up and then they're like, ah, shit, who's in charge now? Yeah, well, I assume they have an understanding of, yeah, of, of the thing, but also they're all the same, so they should be all equal. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. About it. Point Final is... tweet from Aussie Monkey says, yep. Full disclosure, I only listen to the tweet section of the latest podcast because I stopped watching Doctor Who at the end of series 12. Nope. I think you probably could have stopped earlier, to be honest. Is that the Timeless Child season? Yes. Yeah. You should probably just... You've went that far. Just watch Flux, watch the specials, and then we'll see what like comes from the new era. Just do it. Just, like, you may as well. You may as well at this point. It's like eight episodes. The Weeping Angel one's pretty good. Just do it. Um, and that's all the tweets. Sure. Cool. Well, on that note, uh, play the music. Shop podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today we are talking about Nicolas Cage. Nick fucking <laughs> Cage! So, we are gonna do what we do on every person cast. We're gonna just read a list of movies and say we haven't seen most of them until we get to one we have seen, in which case we will talk about it for a couple of minutes, then move swiftly on to another one. Excellent. Let's go. <laughs> Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Nah. Nah. Valley Girl. Nah. Nah. Rumblefish. Nah. <laughs> I'm just going to not say nah. If I move on, it's because I also haven't seen it. Cool. Racing with the Moon. Nah. The Cotton Club. Nah. Birdie. Nah. The Boy in Blue. Nah. Peggy Sue Got Married. Nah. Raising Arizona. Nah. Moonstruck. Nah. Vampire's Kiss. Nah. Never on Tuesday. Nah. Time to Kill. Nah. Wild at Heart. Nah. Firebirds. Nah. Zandili. Nah. Honeymoon in Vegas. Nah. Amerson Andrew. Nah. Red Rock West. Nah. Deadfall. Nah. I just want to be clear. <laughs> we have gone through over a decade of his uh, filmography without reaching one either as we've seen. So it, his filmography started in 82. We just hit 1994. Excellent. Um, Guarding test. Nah. Could happen to you. Nah. Trapped in paradise. Nah. A century of cinema. Nah. Kiss of death. Nah. Leaving Las Vegas. Nah. I feel like I should have seen that, but I haven't. <laughs> the Rock. Yay, there we go. Yay, 1996 is The Rock. Um, <laughs> the character's name is Stanley God... Uh, sorry, Stanley Goodspeed. His name's literally Good Speed. G double O D S P E E D. Oh, it's very Wonder. funny. That's that's a proper cartoon character's name. <laughs> Michael Michael Bay's The Rock. This movie is an absolute gem. It's and I think we've, so good. I think we've talked about it briefly on the podcast. We I don't know when we would have. We didn't do a Nick Cage episode already, did we? Oh, fuck, I hope not. Because <laughs> if somebody Imagine. has to listen to that list twice, I feel sorry for him. Um, um, yeah, no, The Rock's good as. The Rock... A... The Rock is such a weird movie. Like, it fluctuates it between is. Saturday morning cartoon and relatively serious political thing. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but it's got it's a cracking n- cast. It's got good say- action. The bad guy in that's not the same as the bad guy in National Treasure 2, is it? Like, the same actor? 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Hadn't even thought about that. Very funny. Excellent. Because um, it's the same, like, national pride, like, um, like, uh, like he's not really the bad guy. He's just doing it for the sake of uh, you know, all, all the soldiers who died without a bloody, without a proper funeral and, and or like his family legacy or whatever. Like, all these things yeah. that he thinks are noble. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, it, it's just it, good action and good set pieces and mm. you got uh, Sean Connery doing a great job. Returning to the, his role as James Bond, arguably. I was going to say, there's the, there's the, canical, the, the non-canonical theory that it's James Bond captured at least, at least he's the James Bond that he played in the movies that weren't done by MGM. Yeah, <laughs> it's like but, two it, but it, it pays into universes. a lot of theories that he's a uh, he's James Bond's just a code name. Yeah, um, which the new movies kind of throw away. Thank you very much, Skyfall. Yep, um, but that's all right. That could have all been an elaborate ruse. <laughs> oh man. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, like the the yeah, the rock's a good time. Um so he like he plays a toxicologist, like a poison specialist, bio weapon <laughs> guy. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Like he plays a role that's like way too specified to actually exist. I mean, they probably do exist, but like, I don't know. It seems seems silly. Yeah. I don't know. Got nothing else? <laughs> no, it's just a cracking film, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. We'll, should watch. Thumbs up in general. Um, the next movie on his list is Con Air. No, I haven't seen it. I have seen it. It's great. That, that's he not the plays, one. It's the that, one that's... with the plane. Yeah. What else happens? <laughs> so it's about Cameron Poe, played by Nicolas Cage, who right. I'm reading just off the description here. Um, of course. Because I haven't seen it in a while. He is an honourably discharged army ranger, sergeant and combat veteran, who um, gets a 10-year prison sentence for accidentally killing one of three intoxicated men who attempt to assault his wife. Right. So he's given prison because... I don't think it's a, it's a real law, but, like, you know, his hands are weapons kind of thing. Um, God damn it. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um... Depends, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I'm not gonna. <laughs> like, I don't like know. he it's should have known better because trial. he knows better than average. Like, yes, how deadly a human punch can be. Yeah. 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 Okay. I kind of. Yeah. It's a premise that I buy just enough that the movie's enjoyable. It's got long, long Nick Cage hair. You know that meme of Nick Cage like looking off into the wind and feeling like looking off into the sun and the wind blowing in his hair. <laughs> yeah. You know that meme, that gift. That's from this. Right, okay. Um, anyway, eight years later, he's paroled and he is on a flight um, to um, back home. Um, and he's with like a cellmate and a bunch of inmates who have been transferred to a supermax prison. And they're all like murderers and rapists and really horrible people. And they like take right. over the plane. Um, right. <clears throat> and, uh, but the ground. The, the people on the ground don't know. Right. Did you just play a guitar? No, I'm sorry. It was my Bluetooth speaker automatically turning off because I forgot it was on. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? 
Alright, no, that's fine. <laughs> Edit note um, about 25 minutes. No, that's cool. Uh, we'll just leave Staying it. Staying in. in, cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's it's there's like an exchange, like a prisoner exchange, but they like the the people on the ground don't realize the prisoners have taken over. Um, right, and it's basically him. Like I don't exactly remember the ending, but I'm pretty sure it's him. Like pretty much getting these, um, stopping these prisoners from escaping. Right. Okay. So he's like, yeah, the one good boy. Trapped in a, trapped in a plane full of naughty boys. How does he and survive? He Pretty much. And I remember it being really fun, even though I don't really remember any of it. Um, Fair enough. And Sounds again, like long hair, right. Nicholas Cage staring into the wind. It's a good time. <laughs> Great time. The next, What's movie, the next movie, Face Off. Hey man, this, this is a. <laughs> we're on a bit of a streak is, here. We're on a we're on a good run. Don't worry, it's about to end. Um. <laughs> Uh, then, face off yeah speaking of Saturday morning cartoons um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking man, about this this, this movie's just a meme isn't it <laughs> it is and it's got some of the most Nick Cage like like that weird bit with the like uh, what, what is it is it an orchestra no it's a um, a choir and he's like humping one of them and like <laughs> man so I'll be weird. honest it has been a while since I've watched it I just I remember generally feeling that like it was it was strange to see like John Travolta and Nick Cage doing impressions of each other doing impressions of each other and that so they did funny and they managed it convincingly <laughs> so funny it actually like, that's got to be the hardest su- role to play it's got it's works surprisingly well like there's no reason those two should have been able to pull off what they did there right mm. yeah no way it, it doesn't make any sense like it's too um, too hard to do but it's got some awesome like uh, it, uh, and apart from the core concept being entirely flawed it's got some and like this weird super prison that's got like magnet boots and shit although yeah, i was talking to someone bit... and they were like but then they were like oh the bit with the magnet boots is a bit unrealistic and i'm like uh, but the face swapping tech that like changes body <laughs> size and everything that that totally that, fine. You were okay with that made sense. It it kind of gave me um, Demolition Man vibes of like I get that a little bit. It's yeah. like it's it's not as good as Demolition Man, but just that whole like the, this ridiculous near future. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the idea that like Sylvester Stallone went to a, a cryomax prison. In the 90s or whatever. Yeah. No, it was the near future, the year 2002 or something. I can't remember. Oh, it was. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Uh, <laughs> um, it's just the, the double golden guns, the ridiculous oh. performances, the back and forth, the way it obvious, so obviously is going to go wrong. <laughs> um, the fact that it was just the worst idea they could have come up with. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They don't tell it, it, anyone about it. It's just, like, <laughs> terrible ideas all around. Ah, oh, indeed. Uh, but, yeah, it's great. And if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's John Woo, right? Is it? I think so. That makes some sense, but holy well, shit. Well, because you got the doves <laughs> and the slow motion. Yeah, it's John Woo. Jeez. Um, great film. Yeah, no, if you, if you want just some dumb bullshit... Yeah, like... Like, comparing it to Demolition Man sort of gives you a bit of a vibe of what this is going to be like. 
It's uh, like I said, it's not as good as Demolition Man, but it's on the same spectrum. Uh, I think it might be better. No, 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 no. Demolition Man is, is, is a better film. <laughs> Fair. Enough. I haven't seen Demolition Man in literally forever. I don't remember I, that much of Demolition Man. I'd have to watch it again, but it's a candidate for perfect movie. Intriguing. Very intriguing. One day when we've got a decent list of them, we'll uh, we'll do a perfect movie episode. <laughs> we should probably start making that list, Kel. Yeah, I'm working on it. What's the next movie? Uh, the next movie is City of Angels. No. Snake Eyes. No. Eight Millimeter. No. Bringing Out the Dead. No. Gone in 60 Seconds. Hey! <laughs> have you seen this one? Yeah, I have. It's excellent. <laughs> it's it's very good. Um, it's also got Angelina Jolie in it with like blonde hair, which is pretty yeah. un- which is very unusual, but I rated it. Um, Nick Cage just being Nick Cage. Lots of cool cars, heisty it's... things. Christopher Eccleston as the bad guy. Oh, so good. <laughs> the year 2000 it was made in, and it very much feels like it. It, like, this is one of those movies that, like, it does feel like a Fast and Furious movie. Like, it does. It, it, some people talk about there being a sort of shared universe of just all car movies, because they all sort of just play in similar ways and it's like yeah this definitely feels like it's part of that and that's a good thing (laughs) i think yeah yeah i don't have a lot to say on it because it's been a while since i've seen it but it's just a fun car heist movie with Mm. a bunch of actors you'll recognize um and it's exciting they like steal what like 60 cars in one night or something isn't that uh yeah it's like it's a ridiculous amount of cars that they've got to steal um to like to pay off a debt otherwise nick cage's little brother is gonna get killed by some mobsters yeah played by again christopher eccleston yeah just hilarious the way that plays out is awesome and the the heist at the end to find like to get the last few cars is awesome it's so good Mm. very Um, good and there's and there's some really if you if you if you like cars there's some real cool cars in it too i Um, believe you there's the weird sex scene in it though isn't there Oh, dude, weird sex scenes in Nick Cage movies is a bit of a theme. But like, I like they they're going to steal the car, and mm. they see two people like they see two people in the house who they didn't expect to be there, who are like making out and falling around, mm. and they're like, "Well, I guess the only thing we can do now is fuck." <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying, that's it. <laughs> if you accidentally knock that horn, night over, you're done. <laughs> Nah, they're not going to stop mid-coitus to call the cops on you. Fair enough. You just let someone steal your car of your mid-coitus? That's a good point. I mean, it depends <laughs> how good the coitus is. And how and how nice the car is, I assume. Yeah, if it, was, if it was my car, yeah, fuck it, why not? It's worth more to be stolen. <laughs> they're welcome to it. Um, the next movie is The Family Man. No, nah, haven't seen it. No. Nah. I'm going to skip over stuff he wasn't in and was just a producer on. Of course. Those don't count. Um, Captain Corellia's Mandolin. Don't know what that is, no. <laughs> Christmas Carol, the movie. No. Wind Talkers. Wait, so is, isn't... Was that, like, a a Christmas Carol movie? As in, like, Ebenezer like, Scrooge? Yeah. It's an animated Christmas Carol uh, movie from 2001. British... Sorry, this says British live-action slash animated Christmas movie. Right, okay. That's strange. It includes the voices of 
Simon Cowell, Kate Winslet, and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Random. Okay. Yeah. So, he has a very um, small role. He only plays Jacob Marley. Okay. He's one of the ghosts who comes to like. He's like the business partner of Scrooge who like comes. Ah, uh, yep, 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 yep. Um. Anyway, uh, Wind Talkers. No. Sunny. No. Adaptation. No. Adaptation I have seen, and it's a real weird, interesting movie. I don't mind it. I know a lot of okay. people don't like it. So, <clears throat> it's a movie written by Charlie Kaufman. He's a very famous right. screenwriter. Nicolas Cage plays Charlie Kaufman in the movie, as right. well as Charlie Kaufman's twin brother, Donald Kaufman. Of who is not a real person. He doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. And... The script is like this weird self, and, and uh, like, like I can only assume it was like therapy to Charlie writing it, and he wrote himself as twins to counterbalance his personality. Right. And then at the end of the movie, spoilers for this, you know, twenty-year-old movie, Donald Kaufman is killed when they go to Florida and fight like an alligator man. It's real weird. <laughs> okay. Um, like when you say an alligator man, we talking like a crocodile hunter or a uh, no? Or I'm talking a, about or, or like a, a weird Florida sort of alligator man. No, no, right. no, like a weird guy. I think, um, and it's all set around the plot of him writing uh, a screenplay adaptation of a real book called The Orchard Thief. Right. Um, it's just, um, yeah, it's just a really. In- it is actually a really interesting movie. Because he wants to reject formulaic... Like, it's interesting because, like, as a character in the thing, he wants to reject stereotypical storytelling. But as the film goes on, it feels like the the movie is the rejection of the storytelling. But then it becomes your atypical screenplay. Like, the movie, like, it becomes mm. your atypical movie. There's a big action scene mm. at the end, and one of them dies, and it's him learning to move on. And it's like... Mm. It, what is the expert... Like, it was... It, like... That, I assume that has to have been intentional, but I know a lot of people are like, well, it becomes boring at that point because then it becomes formulaic. And I'm like, I think that's the point. I don't know. I yeah. would never watch it again, but <laughs> it, I do think it's an interesting movie. And um, and because uh, there's, you know, he's playing twins. He's playing two characters. Uh, Nick Cage does a real good job of balancing those two. And he's a great this, actor in it. This sounds an awful lot. Like the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> <coughs> there are similarities. I think that the unbearable weight of massive talent is better. Yeah. Um, and that might uh, that might not be the agreement with a lot of people, but I think it's just yeah, well, it's it's similar. It's we'll, like a self exploration we'll of your. It's like a self exploration, like adaptation, like unbearable weight is a self exploration of your relationship with the art using you you as a character. Um, yeah which is interesting i just yeah. uh ordered a book at work called uh, by anthony horowitz i don't remember the name now but anthony horowitz he wrote like the stormbreaker alex Ryder books um right okay uh so you might know those he's written a bunch of like kids books but then he's also written a bunch of um he's written a couple of like murder mysteries but he yep. wrote this series and i ordered the first one in the series because i'm pretty sure he wrote these murder mysteries and then he, he wrote two of them. And then he took that main character and he put him in this book. And he put himself as himself, the author, in the book too. Like him, the author, 
teams up with the detective from his other book to solve a crime in this book series. And there's like three or four of them now. Okay. So I'm really interested to see how that reads. Because <laughs> he's like... That sounds confusing. Because it's, it's written like from his perspective. Mm. Like him, the author, Anthony Horowitz, wrote this and it's like this happened to him. Like that's how it's written. But it didn't because it's a murder mystery. Um, I'll see if it's any good and I'll tell you whether you should read it or not. Um, okay. Shall we move on to the next movie? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Matchstick Men. No. No. National Treasure. A. I okay. I rewatched this today. Just yeah, me too. In preparation. <laughs> I know you watched it for the first time today. I did, yes. Spoilers for National Treasure. What did you think, Cal? Okay. Look. Your it's answer all right. does. Ah, oh, boo! <laughs> boo, Cal. Boo. Look, I... Boo. <sighs> you know what it was, Cal? It wasn't enough oh. CGI for you. There wasn't enough explosions God for you. That's why it. you didn't like it. God That's why damn you didn't it. like it. Because you, your brain's mush now, Cal. You can't pay attention if there's an explosion every 20 seconds. That's you. Oh, I was that's, a little distracted by how much Sean Bean looked like he was... Wearing a holo- like a Halloween costume of Boris Johnson. <laughs> the long blonde hair. As yeah, the long scraggly blonde hair. This movie did come out in 2004. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed the story sort of once it got going. It really didn't hook me too much in the beginning. And um, I guess we'll talk about it a little more when we get to the sequel. But I really just... like. I feel so bad for Riley. <laughs> like he just gets Riley shat is the best on and character shat in on. It though, right? He is. He but is he just so keeps funny. getting shat on constantly and it's unnecessary. Like even even when it's like, oh well, we're all gonna die. I love that bit though in the first one where he's like, No, we we've still got time. He's like, Oh my god, I know something you guys don't. Is this how you feel all the time? So good. Let me soak that in for a little bit. Um, I like that it's a lot of, like, mini heists. Yeah, yeah, it, that, that's sort of... I guess that's what I was expecting when I saw other heist movies, except a lot of other heist movies just do one, maybe two, whereas this was just, like, it just kept going. Because it's it, more it, in and reality, more things to do. It's, it's got, structurally, it's got more in common with Indiana Jones than a heist movie. Totally. Um... But it's it's it uses mini heists as its adventure set pieces, and mm. I really love that. Like a a big action beat is just the Declaration of Independence in its bulletproof glass, and one dude with a gun running down a hallway. Like, yeah, that's a yeah. big action set piece, and I love yep. that. It's so mm. clean. It's <laughs> set up so well, yeah. and it's a great moment of tension. Mm. And and Sean Bean doesn't die. <laughs> that is nice. It's just nice. I'm, I'm happy. Like, and he'll spend the rest of his life rotting in jail. But you know what? Better than being dead. It's all right. I kind of don't. I don't entirely get the difference between Sean Bean and Nick Cage in in those <laughs> the, in Cal, that movie. Cal, 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 Cal. Yeah, he was stealing the Declaration of Independence to protect it from being stolen by Sean. But he still did it, though. And he got, like... And then, like, because he sits down with the FBI agent, who's a Freemason. Um, 
like the head of the investigation of, of people coming after him yeah. and just sort of go and just sort of has a nice conversation with him and proves that he's not a shitty person. And he goes, well, that's good enough for me. Um, <laughs> but that other guy away. that I haven't had a chance to sit down with yet, take him away, boys. He doesn't get a well, chance <laughs> to sit down and have a nice coffee with me. <laughs> he did try to kill them many, many times. Yeah. Probably illegal possession of firearms. Moving firearms across state lines is often illegal. So there's lots sure. of crimes they could get him on. Breaking and entering. Probably. Um, but, I was gonna say, Nick but he was just trying to that. solve the case. He was just trying to trying to figure out the, where Cal. the treasure is. You don't know With that he murder. wasn't trying to to return the the artifacts. You know? Like, he's just another treasure hunter. But he's British. No, he's and we all know that the Knights Templar was... You know, like, was trying to stop it from getting into the hands of the British. Yes. Well, it's all a <laughs> metaphor, right? Oh, yeah. And fair enough, too. Have you ever met a British person? <laughs> I'm kidding. The British. You're mostly lovely. I'm um, kidding. The British. <laughs> Don't get well, your knickers in a twist, British. <laughs> uh... Lovely. I used to um, get called British at school. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a nickname. Well, there's one girl in school that used to just call me... No, she didn't call me British. She called me Britain. Oh, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I don't... Yeah, I was going to say, why? I don't know. Half English. All Excellent. But also, <laughs> not really. All Australian, baby. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Australian edition. Um, nah, Fuck Australia too. Fuck everywhere. Everyone's God. bad. Um, Damn it. <laughs> but Sam, we're, we're talking, talking about, about a movie treasure? that's about <laughs> national pride. Uh, yeah, but it's national pride in America. So that movie told me that the only country that we should be proud of is America. And frankly, I am proud of America. I mean, Nicolas Cage. I'm proud of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Excellent. Um... <laughs> Should we just move on to the next movie? Or do you have, no, like, we should talk about the best movie ever made for a little longer, Cal. Look, I, I just... It was fine. <laughs> I'm so annoyed by you. Like, because I don't, I don't entirely know what it is... Like, that I was supposed to go, Oh, that's really good. Like, nothing just sort of, like, tipped it over the edge for me. You make me sad. Oh, well, Sam, tell me why you like it. I told you I like the uh, I like the the plotting I like the characters everyone's like even though they're like adventure archetypes they all have a little bit of character still they all mm. have motivation they're all set up with just enough that even though they don't do a lot of character development or a lot of change throughout the story it works and I really love the father son coming together at the end that mm. reunion he, his yeah. whole like you know Ben being all rejected that you know that they didn't find the treasure in it. And he's like, no, this room is real. You were right. Yeah, that, like, move, that moment was really nice. It's like, doesn't matter if there's no treasure, we'll find it. And I mean, they then immediately find it. But the moment is still a really nice moment between like a father and son who have been mm. estranged for so long. It's yeah, also totally. funny. Riley's so funny. Such a good yeah. character. Um, um, and, and like I said, and, I, like the, I like the low... The low um, action, like mm. you know, it's it's a lot of scenes of a gun being pointed, and how do you get out of that situation? There's that scene on the roof. There's the shootout yeah. in the graveyard. Like it's super low, f- like the jumping off the 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 boat. Yeah, 
and I like and that like, the mini heist I was talking about also is something the bad guys do. And the parallel yeah. between Ben and Riley and Sean and his team prepare mm. to steal the declaration. One of them's all brute force and guns, the other one's is all like set up mm. and fingerprints. Like yeah. it's a really nice parallel to see these two heists happening side by side. Yeah, and when the tensest action sequence is just the whole like them trying not to die falling down this rickety bridge. Like this rickety set oh, of stairs. That's such a good scene too. It is. It, it's very well and, done. And, and it's mostly sorry. practical. I, I hate to be that guy who goes on about practical effects, but like apart from looking straight down, which doesn't look amazing, mm. the like jumping between all the platforms and stuff, you're like, that's just a real person doing that. Like, you know, they've dropped yeah. someone, you know, half a story and they're probably on wires and they cut the wires out, but it looks great. And mm. it's way more tense than a lot of um a lot of action you see and and that's my that was my problem with um uh with uh the uncharted movie none mm. of the action in that was tense because it all looked rubbery and i could tell that even though that's the thing with cg right like it may be picture perfect but if i can tell that's something they never could have done then i don't buy it you know my so brain has that little bit of disconnect from the tension my problem with all of that is that my like my loss of tension in that like in in national treasure came from that we have the main three we have like Nick Cage Abigail and Riley mm. they're not they're not dying we have the dad he he might die but he's not directly in danger most of the time or at any I don't think at any point in that sequence um and then we have um we have Sean Bean, who's in imminent danger of dying just by being on film. So maybe he could, you know, so, but like, so the tension comes from losing one of those characters and it's like, I don't like, this is yeah, probably the right moment about, for one of them to die. Like you could say that about any action movie then. Yeah, There's exactly. No action adventure movie that has any, like Uncharted doesn't yeah. have any of that tension either. Cause you know, Correct. Nathan Drake's going to not die because he's got to go and do the other adventures in the other movies. Correct. The yeah. best, but, but like, but like, you can still kind of like flinch, like what's like you know, not like literally flinch, but you know, there's that moment of like a, a heavy hit feels real. Like the best looking mm. scene in Uncharted is when he jumps onto those lights above the mm. the room. Mm. Anyway, yeah, shall we crack on? Because we're we, only we up should. to 2004. Mm. Um, yes, Lord <laughs> we've of still War. Got Twenty years. Yeah, no, and don't we don't have all his debt that he's trying to pay off yet. Um, <laughs> The Weatherman. No. The Ant Bully. No. World Trade Center. No. I haven't seen that, but it's it's a docudrama about the World Trade Center being collapsed and he plays like mm. a firefighter trapped in the rubble. It wasn't very well reviewed. I haven't seen it. Just, I... 2006 was very soon to be making a movie I was going to say, that, that just sounds too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Wicker Man. Not the bees. I not the bees. Not the bees. I've seen the nostalgia critic review of this, so I've I've seen a synopsis. <laughs> the only thing Same. I remember is him punching a bear or punching. Hilarious. Someone yeah, dressed like as that. a bear. Oh no, he's no, dressed, he's as, dressed a as a bear and he punches someone. a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing too is that not the bees scene, not in the yeah. cinema release, only in the only in the home media release what did they do in the home like in the cinema release like the did they just 
Well, that's not how he dies. He then gets put in the Wicker Man and set on fire. Oh, uh, But they yeah, do of that course. and then yep, put yep, him yep. in. Like, it's just... It's weird that that scene became iconic because it was, you know... Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Neither of us have seen um, it, so we shouldn't... We nah, shouldn't linger. should move on. Yeah. Ghost Rider. I, I haven't seen Ghost either of the Ghost Riders. What? Maybe I probably should now that they're canon. <laughs> Are they canon? Everything's canon. I guess everything's canon. But everything's yeah. canon anyway. All you have to do is yeah. look at The Simpsons. The Simpsons is connected to everything. Everything's canon with everything else. God damn it. You know and what I mean. that one... <laughs> As as of No Way Home, all the all the Marvel movies are canon. I should watch the Fantastic Four. I should watch Ben Affleck's Daredevil. All of those movies are canon. Have you heard of the Everwood theory? No. Oh yeah, that's the one where everything's a snow globe. Well, so yeah, like the, it's implied in that show that every the, the whole show happens inside a little kid's head because it's in this like snow globe. Yeah. Um, but in that show, they all use cigarettes that you see mm. in com- in other shows like the x-files yeah um and then but and there's then crossovers you, with other shows i was gonna say but if you look at all the crossovers with the x-files and again x-files crosses over with the simpsons which then connects with everything you know x-files connects with futurama which connects with doctor who which then connects with um fucking Corea- coronation street like mm. you can draw that line through everything and everything's just taking place in this little kid's mind in a snow globe, including us, Cal. It's almost as if it's a metaphor for how everything is only really taking place in our imaginations, and that the world that we see around us, even what we perceive to be a reality, is really just constructed by our senses, and we can never know what's true. Anyway, Ghost Rider's not that good. Um, Fair enough, moving on. <laughs> I uh, actually, I quite <laughs> like... I do actually quite like it. It's got um, oh, Sam Elliott in it. Um, even Mendez, like it's it's the the design of Ghost Rider actually looks really good. The flaming sky, like especially for two thousand and six, mm. no two thousand and seven. Um, the design of the bike, I think, is sick. It's got like these like big flaming fire wheels. Um, Sam Elliott plays a previous Ghost Rider. Um, it's kind of silly. The bad guys, especially silly. Uh, it's all about deals with the devil and stuff. You know, it's it's weird. But I kind of like it. It's also filmed in Melbourne. There's a scene... You know that bridge That's outside Flinders cool. Street Station? The one that goes over the Yarra yeah. the, the, with the big curve? Yeah. The, like, Ghost Rider drives up that and sits on top of it. That's pretty bike. cool. It is pretty cool. I call it the Ghost Rider Bridge. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Anyway... Maybe we'll do a Ghost Rider episode at some point. Because um, I haven't actually seen the second we'll do one. A... I've heard it's actually pretty good... Mm. Well, now that now that they're all canon, now that all the MCU extended stuff is in the MCU proper, we'll yeah, we'll cover them all at some point. I was gonna say, maybe we'll have to incorporate them into the into the Marvel extended... ranked. Oh god, they're just all at the bottom, <laughs> which is now like 100 a hundred movies thicker. Oh no, <laughs> Cal, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> the next movie is next. Have you seen next? I don't know. Nah. Next is a movie no, where Nicolas Cage plays a character who can see 30 seconds into the future. I've seen the end of it! It's pretty good until the end of it. I, I kind of like it. it. Came... I'm like, it's a fun conceit. It means you get these big action sequences. Then, But, like, he he's not like a god. He can't, like... He can quickly avoid some stuff, but other stuff he just can't, like, you know, doesn't have the time. 
Yeah. Um, but then at the end, there's a weird scene where he explores a whole building in 30 seconds because he just keeps resetting. He'll do a search yeah. and then like flash back and flash back. And I'm like, well, does that mean he can do that indefinitely? See every outcome of a scenario? Yeah. I mean, maybe he can. Maybe it's like a thing he can do. But then at the very end of the movie, he like it flashes back to halfway through the film. And yeah. like half the movie didn't happen. I'm guessing that's the ending you saw. Yes, I think so. Man, it was a long time ago. But I do remember that premise. And I remember Nick Cage in that premise. <laughs> Vaguely. Pretty good. It just, I, it like just came on live it's, action it's, TV one day. It's dumb and fun. And if it was on TV, I wouldn't turn it off. But I'd never switch it on myself. Fair enough. I, I'm, I'm compelled by that premise. That elevator pitch gets me... Pretty. Ah, uh, well, if you really want, Cal, I guess I'll watch it with you. I mean, if you have a have, have a drink, <laughs> take a drink every time he flashes back. Oh yeah, yeah, we can work with that. We'll get uh, some of that national peanut whiskey mm. or whatever it was that peanut flavored oh, stuff. Yeah, too, too too sweet. Oh, uh, national it. treasure, book of secrets, Cal. Okay, um, it's all right. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disappoint. <laughs> It's pretty good, and the relationship parallels between Nick Cage and Abigail and the and the and Nick Cage's parents are quite good. Um, the The bad guy was even more conflictingly like on and off evil noble, yeah. than than usual. Um, so it didn't. It sort of took me out where it's like, no, I have to leave the flooding room first. If anybody does, I'll kill everybody. Blah blah blah. Uh, except for right now, like ten seconds later, you go save yourself. Tell them I found it, so I get the glory, so I can be. And I, then my he family does, and be, I'm like, yeah, I guess. But fuck that guy. Like he, like he, he provided the piece of the puzzle. But why not just go? to Ben and go, hey, I've got this. Do you want to, like, totally. find it together? Yeah, it was like, oh, this is the only ben way I could wouldn't? get you on the hunt. Horse shit. I was gonna <laughs> Bang say, it, the dude's dicks a my history ass. nerd. Say you got a clue that I could lead you to the city of gold, he'd go, fuck yes. At least have a scene at the start of the movie approaching him first, going, nah, look, I've, you know, I've had my, I've had my treasure hunt, I've got my, you know, I've got my money, I've got my fame, I'm done. You know, and then have him go, well, I'll make it about, like, besmirching his family name so that I can earn my own family a name. Like, you know, start it, I don't know, maybe that's all it needed, but I don't know. The one unrealistic part was that Riley is like a millionaire now and got audited. That doesn't sound <laughs> Well, because he, he uh, hired a shifty accountant. It really yeah. did seem like they had to sort of undo everything. Like, they I'm, had to break, a, there break was them a up again, take away all their money. I'm okay with it. <laughs> eh, it's uh, fine. I like the president them kidnapping was a cool guy. the president, yes. <laughs> I'm like, the thing is, I'm like, uh, these movies I find interesting because I'm like, yes, that is the guy I want leading the free world. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just a cool guy who likes exploring and finding secrets. But also, right... But also, I, I don't know anything about his policies. Maybe he's an awful person, but... Benjamin Franklin love... Gates, you're going to have to find that book and find the treasure, otherwise I'm going to have to tell them that you kidnapped me. Or I'm going to have to tell them that you kidnapped me anyway, so you better find the treasure so you don't... Like, what? Why, Mr. President? Why couldn't you I just like... say he got lost? I like the... 
I like the Book of Secrets uh, itself. I like them like going to the Easter, like them going through the Oval Office looking for the piece. Um, yeah. That they do it the same thing at Buckingham Palace. Um, I, I, I really like... I like that I desk. I want that desk. Yeah. <laughs> the distraction scene is fun. I it's, might have generally like, had more fun with the second one than the first, maybe. Like Nick, Nick Cage didn't get enough Nick Cage time in the first one, so... <laughs> so it's got to be crazy. It's the wrong time, wrong place. It's wrong about <laughs> us. I was wrong about Thomas Gates. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah. In hindsight, I had a pretty good time. I think I had a better time with this than I had with the first one. Um, well, that's fair enough. I think it's a little. It, it goes a little bit more in the silliness. Yeah. Like the big, like balancing thing. They have to figure their way off. Like. Yeah, it does become a bit. Like, because even the mummy run. wasn't that silly. Oh. Like, the mummy got silly, but I don't I don't remember anything like the that. The mummy 2 was sillier than yeah, the fair National enough. Treasure 2. <laughs> yeah. But even then, like, that scene, I'm like, it's not tense because you think they're going to die. It's tense because you're like, how are they going to get out of it? Mm. And I think that's the thing with these scenes. It's not, if they get out of it, you know they're going to. The tension yeah, comes it's how. how. Yeah. Yeah, or at least that's the satisfy. That's the satisfaction from the end of the scene. Yeah, or the yeah. or the like the edgier seat. How they're gonna do it? Oh, I gotta, mm. I gotta find out. Um, um, next page forty-seven had oh. National Treasure three written on it. You think, think it can work? Where? Yeah, is my <laughs> National Treasure three? Where is it, man? I I tried to watch some reviews of the National Treasure movies in in prep mm. for this. The only thing I could find is basically videos on speculation as to why there isn't a National Treasure 3. Well, do you want to know something, Cal? Sure, hit me. They are making a National Treasure show for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, but haven't they been making that for a few years now? And No, it's... no, no. It's actually like cast. It's actually happening. And yeah. Nick Cage will not be returning, so that's sad. Neither will I based on announcements. Boo! And it's probably going to star like... in, baby. Boo! That's what... <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Riley. Um, now, it's probably just going to star kids, and it's... I don't know. Well, that's my worry. Like, yeah. you don't need that. Like, I don't... Kids like, don't We've already National got that. Treasure it's DuckTales. Because... Yeah. National Treasure is good because... Like, it doesn't need... Like, kids watch that movie not because it's got kids in it, because it's a bunch of adults going on a fun adventure. Yeah. And, like... Anyway. So, my... So, okay. So, a lot of the theories are basically... Basically boiled down to there's not enough international appeal. It's too American. Um, I kind of get that. But also, like, I like the his American history is interesting. And it's not all accurate. But... But... Who cares? Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't care about it being accurate, but I sort of get what they're going for with a, like, the global market is... Like, the, the local market is too small now. You, it's got to be a big blockbuster. To which I say, international treasure. <laughs> Where you get, like, um, you get Henry Cavill to play the same sort of character as Nick Cage, but from, from the UK. Um... You get, <laughs> you get a, a South American. You, you get Dora from Dora the Explorer and the Lost to the City oh, of Gold. <laughs> no, 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 you just, you just do a team up movie. Yeah, you just yeah. do the Explorers team up. Movie. There was an idea to bring together a group of extraordinary people, so that when we needed them, they could find the treasure 
that nobody else could on Mars. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, international I'm, treasure, I'm, that's my pitch. I'm in for that. I'm all in for that. But yeah, the other pitch was that it wasn't very merchandisable um, compared to other things that Disney has bought, like Star Wars and stuff like that. And to an extent, I get it, but I don't know. Like, there's plenty of things that are... Like... Because, yeah, now that I think about it, like, the closest animated thing I can think of is probably Atlantis, and that didn't have a lot of, um, like, merchandisability either. I would Um, wear the hell out of the Nicolas Cage, like, one of the, like, the Declaration of Independence, like, tubes. (laughs) <laughs> just that in a leather jacket and you can you can cosplay as Halloween, Halloween. Costume. yeah yeah absolutely mm. I mean that with um, a grotesque rubber Nick Cage mask would be hilarious um, it would be should um, we move on to yeah, sure. the next movie uh, yeah, just because we're over we, an hour we, we just did go over an hour and maybe I'll cut all the political stuff we did at the start um, <laughs> but we're also only up to 2008 Cool. Um, yeah, keep and we're going to start ha- have seen these more. Uh, Bangkok Dangerous. No. Knowing. No. Okay. Knowing is that one where they like figure out a code and figure out that the world's going to end or something, and aliens come and take a bunch of kids up to another planet to like start the human race again, and everyone on Earth dies. Jesus. Okay. I remember thinking it was f- weird and left me sad. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like... Yeah, that sounds like what they were going for. Anyway, the next movie is G-Force. Where... Do you know what this one is? That's the the guinea guinea pig. pig. Yeah. Yeah. Very different to Knowing. God, he does... He's got a bit of... (laughs) So you got Knowing G-Force, Bad Lieutenant, where he plays like this hard cop who's like constantly doing cocaine and getting drunk and trying to solve a murder. (laughs) Then Astro Boy. What? Who's he in Astro Boy? Dr. Tenma. Oh, he's the dad! He is too! Holy shit. Yeah. I, I've seen he's, Astro uh, Boy. I, like, I really like... in G-Force so... for anyone who cared. <laughs> okay. Man, I... Like, that Astro Boy movie's fine. It It's pretty... Yeah. It's pretty faithful. Not really, but pretty faithful. Um, I, I remember I, seeing I, it. I don't... I have seen it too. I just don't know much about it. I really like Astro Boy, the anime. Um, yeah, like Astro Boy's a good property and they should do more, like, yeah, I think it, I don't know. I like Astro Boy. That's fair. <laughs> um, Bad Lieutenant was one of those movies that, like, I saw at a friend's house because, like, their dad got it and watched it, so we just watched it too. And I was oh, yeah. like, and there's, like, sex and drugs and alcohol and I was, like, 13. I'm like, this is awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Anyway, the next movie he did was Kick-Ass. Nice, which is okay. sick. And it I is... always forget he's in it. Yeah, because in hindsight, he's not in it all that long. No, he's not. But... It's the closest he ever got to playing Batman, though. Which is the closest he ever got to playing Superman. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> yes. Apart from that time, he almost literally played Superman. In um, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which I assume we're going to get to at some point. Oh, yeah, um, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, really good. Uh, mustache? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> um, yeah, Kick-Ass is probably one of those movies that I should watch again, now that I've got a bit more of an in-depth yeah, understanding of superhero stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure if it would hold up so well now. 
if I'm being honest. Yeah, I, us I, I, I don't know. Twitter, sorry, tell us in um, Must Town. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not sure of it. Like, just the. Uh, I don't know. I think we're at a. Uh, I'm at a point where my viewing, where the the the. I'm not in stuff for just violence anymore, and I worry if that's maybe not so much Kickass, but Kickass Two, I think, has a little bit of that problem. Maybe I just could not tell you because I don't remember anything about it. I remember like some vague facts and Chloe Grace Moretz killing people, and I think that was a lot of it. Is that like look at this small girl like spray blood across the wall as she just murders and a I'm whole all for whole that. Full of that's dudes. fun. But it's, I think, yeah. yeah, no, I think that one's good. I don't know if I like the second, I, I liked the second one when I saw it, but I'm not sure if it would hold up on a second viewing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. Yeah, um, I don't know how I feel about those movies. Mm. Just like, considering how, yeah, let's not get into the real world. It's sad. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. next movie he made was The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I haven't seen it. Apparently I it's all right. love this movie inexplicitly. I couldn't tell you... <laughs> Like, particularly what about it I like. Um, and it's, like, named after a segment from Fantasia called The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which yeah. features Mickey Mouse. Um, but, yeah, he's, like... It's Nicolas Cage as a sorcerer who, like, trains a new sorcerer and they got to, like, stop um, a dead sorcerer from coming back and destroying the world. I think it's really fun. It also stars... Uh, Jay Barachel, who you would recognise from other things. Um, he was in, like, Knocked Up and Tropic Thunder. He was, like, that guy. Uh, okay, I don't know. The young, the young skinny guy who was in right. all those movies. Okay. You'd recognise him if you saw him, I reckon. I think it's I know who you mean. It's pretty fun. Like, it's, like just, it's just pretty fun, I think. The premise yeah. of using a segment from Fantasia to, you know, well, start and a Fantasia franchise is doesn't based sound that on bad. An actual poem called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I should be clear, too. Now I'm reading it. Right, okay. So it's, you know, it's a couple of stages sounds... worth of inspiration. And it's not really... It's Still, pretty poorly I... reviewed, but I think it's pretty fun. It's made by the same... It's, it's made by the same team that made the National Treasure movies. So right. maybe you wouldn't like it. But <laughs> I don't know. I remember it being good. Maybe well, I'll have to I, rewatch it. I have... I liked the National Treasure movies. I just... But I don't, I don't quite get the response to them. I don't quite get the war. You need to see these about them. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I feel that. Um, no, I, 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 I liked, I liked it, and I think he is good in it. Um, fair enough. Season of the Witch. No. Drive Angry. No. Seeking Justice. No. Trespass. No. Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. No. Again, we covered that. I haven't seen that one either, but apparently it's better than the first. I th- oh, okay. I was just a producer on that. Stolen. No. The Croods. No. Frozen Ground. No. Joe. Schindler's Fist. <laughs> no. Rage. Outcast. No. Left Behind. No. Dying of the Light. No. The Runner. No. Pay the Ghost. No. The Trust. No. Dog Eat Dog. No. Snowden. No. USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. No. Army of One. No. Arsenal. No. Whoa, we're really getting down to when he was really making anything, weren't we? Uh, Vengeance, (laughs) a love story. No. 
Inconceivable. Nah. Mum and Dad. Nah. I wanted to see that. That's the one with, like, the kids and Mum and... And it, it's I've got Selma Blair in it. Um, and, like, Mum and Dad suddenly... Like, every Mum and Dad in the world or something, like, suddenly tries to kill their kids. Okay. And all the kids have to, like, fight their parents. That sounds fun. Yeah, I wanted to see it. Mandy. Hey, Mandy. Um, which we, we talked about a on the show. On it, so probably best off just going to listen to that. Fucking yeah. weird, though. <laughs> Visually stunning. Fucking weird, though. <laughs> yeah, very, very pretty movie. Real weird. Um, Looking Glass. No. The Humanity Bureau. No. Man, a lot of these are directed DVD too, and like they've just the covers. They've like just clearly photoshopped his face onto another stand-in because he refused to probably come to the shoot. Like Jesus. the photo shoot for the covers, yeah. or they're just like terribly like lit. Two one one. No. Teen Titans go to the movies. Hey, finally played Superman. That's pretty cool. I would watch mm-hmm. an animated movie where he voiced Superman. That probably should happen. I would too. I would too. Um, you loved this. I did not. Um, but it's pretty good, and uh, like it's just not for me. Right, like I, it's, it's yeah, it's four it little kids, yeah, yeah. So it just wasn't my cup of tea, and that's fine. Uh, that I I don't have to like it. it totally can be liked by other people. Yeah, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, he was Spider Man Noir, Noir. Spider Man, which is perfect and so good. And yeah, uh, I love it. Yep, <laughs> I don't will, have much I, to I say about his role though. Is, but I'll, I'll <laughs> like he just had some cracking jokes. It's like. Do you like hidden and like hidden Nazis and <laughs> and it's like and it's like I put a put a match out with my fingers just to see if I can feel anything. It's got some absolutely cracking lines, Noir Spider Man. That Man, movie's I... just like like just good layered on top of good on top of good on top of good. I would watch a Spider Man Noir movie. Me too. Hey. Well, there were talks of a bunch of spin-offs. I don't know if that's still happening. They, should, they delayed they should Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse till next year, sadly. Boo! I know, sad time. Riley, what now. have you done? So, and when I say Riley, I mean from National Treasure, not... Not... <laughs> not, not tw- regular not, uh, tweeter. Not regular tweeter, fan of the podcast, Riley, got it. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Riley from National Treasure might be a fan of the podcast. Could be. Maybe. Between Worlds. Nah. <laughs> Love and Tosha. Nah. A score to settle. No. Color out of space. No. That sounds familiar. That's the um, HP Lovecraft Lovecraftian one. Horror film. Yeah. Colors outside of the human ability to see. What might they be capable of? Yeah. That sounds cool. Maybe I want to watch that. <laughs> um, running with the devil. No. Kill chain. No. Primal. No. Grand Isle. No. Jujitsu. Nah. The Croods, A New Age. Nah. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Nah. That's like an, a, like a horror western. And apparently I, I've heard, I've heard like really weird things about it. Sounds like, like Mandy weird. Fair enough. Um, Willy's Wonderland. Hey, uh, not what I was expecting. Um, no, we talked about that as, we talked about that as well. Nicolas Cage literally doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Go listen to that episode. 
Same one as Mandy, yep. I think. I think this is where we we sort of did a Nick Cage person cast before. Yeah, we did we did Will Willie's Wonderland and we did Mandy as a double feature. So yeah, go listen to that. Yeah. Um Pig. No, which is apparently good. Truffle Hunter. Oh yeah, I saw a truffle it looks sad. Someone steals <laughs> his pig. Oh sad. no. But then he the un- but then he un- has a very particular set of skills, which could be a nightmare <laughs> for the person who stole his pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like a John Wick reference would have been more relevant, but damn it, damn it! <laughs> uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, okay, all right, we're here, <laughs> we're here, ladies and gentlemen. This is the real premise of the episode, starting at is one it? hour and twenty. We're, we're starting now. Yep. We're kicking off the podcast now. Kick off for another hour worth of content on this fucking masterpiece, and we're raking them all later, guys. Even no, the ones we, we no, seen, we're just going off the title. <laughs> Boo. Um, this might be the best movie that's come out this year. Uh, the only thing I would say, and you haven't seen it yet, is something somewhere. No, anything everywhere. Everything it, everywhere all at once. Yes. A little bit of everything I think all trumps the time. it for me. Uh, but... No, fair enough. And I wish I was invited to go see it. Um, you were invited, Cal. No, I wasn't. I was invited to go to Graysland. Which was not invited decided... to go see that movie. I decided just, I wasn't going to but... come. Yeah. So it's frankly not on you what we then do with our time, Cal. I'm just saying, I would have come with you if I knew it was to see fucking multiverse kung fu movie. Mm, so, you only hang out with us when we go and see... When you're doing something you I like. want to do, yes! <laughs> yes. Bad, Cal. Bad. This is your punishment for being a bad friend. Boo. Poor Mike was so looking forward to seeing you. Oh, to see me like, eating delicious Cal? street food. Yeah. Nonsense. You haven't been to Graysland though. It's pretty cool. It was I haven't been. It's, There's a it reason sounds we went awesome. to the movies. Um, <laughs> it, what, problem is you're like you're like, oh I'm gonna try all this food and then you have one thing and I'm like, Alright and now I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> because that was good. Yeah, it's um, the sort of thing you go to with a couple of friends. You pick out something new that you haven't had before and, and I think you gotta go, go during else. the day. Yeah. You go during the day, you, you have a couple like you have you have like a couple of drinks, spend a couple of hours there, you get a table and you chat, because we were there, you couldn't sit anywhere, there's no space, it was so busy. Probably anyway, a good that's... date thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's like, yeah, probably. Where it's like, we get we mm. get one thing each, we meet back here, and we yeah, share I... both of those things. Uh, that could be fun. Yeah, yeah, I don't know though. Anyway, Maybe. we're not, like, so, um... The unbearable so, weight of um, massive talent is at least the funniest movie I've seen this year. Uh, that is probably still true, although I was surprised at how funny the other one was too. Um, it's so well done. Nick Cage playing himself. Did you see he got interviewed? He's like, this is the hardest role I've ever had to play. Um, <laughs> hilarious. I've always wanted to work with this man. <laughs> um, minor spoilers, but maybe we won't spoil it too much because for those who haven't seen it, I encourage them to go see it. Yep. Um, Pedro Pascal's great. Like, yep. it's it's just... It's hard to kind of talk about, and this is why we did a whole Nicolas Cage episode than rather just an Unbearable Weight episode, because mm. I think it's hard to talk about without just talking about the jokes. Mm. Well, because um, some of the jokes are, like, really obvious and really on the nose and a bit silly, but in the context of this weird meta-narrative of Nick Cage's career and having a passion for film is... Yeah, it's really hard to... It's it's hard to explain why it's funny in the moment. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a meta look at him as a person, but then it's also an action film, and it's also a comedy. 
Um, and it's just, there are some great sight gags, straight, great witty jokes, great just dumb, obvious humour that works because of that. Mm. Um, it's the, good um, setup. Uh, the supporting it, cast is really good. The wife and daughter are great. So good. Um, um, yeah, well, I'm Pedro Pascal Costa. He has got such a diverse range, doesn't he? He does, and he 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 doesn't carry this movie. It's definitely a Nick Cage movie, but... Holy shit, there are two pillars of of acting chops in this movie, and it's them. But to get not... But it takes a huge amount of talent to not get out-acted by Nicolas Cage. Yes. Nicolas Cage chews scenery like no one's business, so to not disappear in that... Yeah, totally. It's super impressive. Mm. It's, um... Um, That bit where they, like, jump into the water, he, like, turns and it goes into, like... (laughs) It's just... So good. So that scene funny. on the cliff is excellent. Because it's like, so it's the bit where you like think that. the movie's going to become what you saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But then we've got a whole other, like, hour before it gets to what we saw in the trailer. Paddington 2. <laughs> oh, Pat, I haven't seen Paddington 2, and I, I now I'm convinced now I have I to watch it. <laughs> 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <sighs> Serious? Okay. So it's as good as Slumber Party Massacre 4. That's exactly what I was going to say. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's great. We we very well will have to watch Paddington too. We might, yeah, we'll put aside a time to do that. Yeah, I'm down for Paddington. <sighs> well, because the first one's also got a hundred percent or something. And so apparently, like, yeah, like I've heard nothing but good things about these movies, but I just sort of went, ah, oh, okay. They've like, never been on a streaming service. When I thought weird. about watching them, is that yeah, the okay. problem? Not that like, yeah, I'm sure they have been, but like, or not like at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look, I'll watch the first one. Oh, only the second one's on Netflix. First one isn't on anything. Yeah. Admittedly, the last time I looked was probably when I was in the UK and their streaming services are like, it's a little bit like it is here, but they don't have like a stand. It's like you have Sky and then you have Netflix and all the others. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's fine. Like, it, you know, Sky's over there's all right. Unlike Sky here, because Sky here is owned by Murdoch. Mm. In the UK, sold it. It's not owned by him anymore. Paddington Two doesn't uh, appear to be on anything, but Paddington yeah. One is on ABC iView. Ah, oh, I love that. More stuff on iView, please. Mm. Like it's, it's free and yeah. there's no ads. Yeah. And honestly, as a streamer, like it works better than a lot of other platforms. I've never had a problem with better. iView. Works better than any time I've ever tried to use Binge or KO or mm. anything like Fox owned. <laughs> yep. Fuck Fox. And they've fuck got Murdoch. all the money in the world behind them. Yeah, all that blood money. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, yeah uh, definitely go and see um, the unbearable weight of massive talent because yes. it's. Just so, so good. good. If you even remote, remotely like Nicolas Cage, and if you like Pedro Pascal, go see it. And even if you don't, give it a watch anyway. If you like just meta fun stories, give it a watch. Mm. Yeah, like um, just the way they juggle the meta is is very very good. And um, it also has a nice through line. It's mm. got a nice like um, you know supportive male relationship mm. that helps Nicolas Cage reconcile his personal relation, like his his romantic relationships mm. and the relationship with his daughter. 
Yeah, so um, that I, like I did get I Love You Man vibes from it. Yes. This, like, bromance movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, and I liked all that. Mm. I thought that was all good. Um, yeah. Do you want to know what he's got upcoming? Yeah, sure. He's got a movie called The Old Way, which is a okay. Western. Yeah. He's got Butcher's Crossing, which is a Western drama. Excellent. Okay. They're both coming out this year. And then he's in a movie called Renfield, which is an upcoming American dark fantasy horror comedy directed by Chris McKay, written by Ryan Ridley, based on a pitch by Robert Kirkman. Okay. Kirkman's good. Nicholas Holt is going to be in it. Okay, he's good. Nicholas Cage is playing Count Dracula. <laughs> Love it. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm down. Nicholas Holt is Renfield, a henchman to Count Dracula, who decides yep. to leave his line of work after falling in love. Ah, oh, it's also going to have Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, Adrian uh, Martinez. Yep. Um, and some other people. I like all of those people that I recognised. So that we're sounds like a, a good time. We're doing a comedic horror Dracula. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. <sighs> Good. Because here's the thing, right? We got a really serious, grounded, modern version of The Invisible Man. Yeah. And it's an amazing film. Near perfect. Yep. If not perfect. Mm. Um, yeah. The only problem, the only reason I don't call it perfect is because upgrades just a smidge better. And that is perfect. <sighs> we Okay, we, we need to have an episode where we talk about the concept of a perfect movie and... <laughs> and what that what that really because means. we are both getting very liberal with the term Cal a little bit but there's also a heap of philosophies around that and we can talk about those philosophies and and which ones we agree with and why that sounds um, like a podcast ender to be honest but um, <laughs> whatever you think yeah. yes man no I think that anyway, plays on our dynamic pretty well I don't think smart, a street smart super serious modern Dracula. I haven't seen one that's really worked. Yeah. There was that BBC drama that people loved, and then it, like... Because, I don't know, did you hear about the BBC Dracula? I think it was Stephen Moffat. Yeah, no. It was the three episodes like Sherlock. Two episodes said in the past that people loved. It was like a super realistic take of the original text. Right. Um, And then, at the end of the second episode, he gets, like, dumped in the ocean in a coffin or whatever. And then in the third one... He's in the modern day and like army people come and get him out of the coffin and then lawyers like come in and they're like, well, you can't hold Dracula forever. So he just like goes out into the modern world and like that's the whole third episode and there's like just nothing. It's like it it drops all the characters and plot from like the first two episodes. Apparently, this is what I've heard. I haven't seen it. And apparently like Dracula has an iPad and that's like he, he uses an iPad and that's a big thing. I mean, that that sounds like it could be the start of something really interesting. People hated it. Apparently, it's really badly done. But you're right, it could be. But then you look at, like, Dracula Untold. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I think going with a comedic route that focuses on a side character rather than the, the main character is a really good approach. Yeah. Kind of like The Invisible Man isn't focused on The Invisible Man. It's focused on... Um, mm. Uh, I don't remember the character's name, but she's played by Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but so, yeah, like, I mean, I, I think comparing those two things is probably not going to be that accurate if it's meant to be a comedy, but... No, no, no. But if this is how... If Universal is taking their old school monster movies and remaking them, I appreciate taking the right tone with the right properties. Yeah. 
No, I, I agree. Think doing and... a super serious take of Invisible Man is smart, considering the original. Mm. Um, and, de- and how silly it is. And depending on how they ground this movie, you could still cross them over if you wanted, if you're trying to build to that. I think they shouldn't. Probably not. If but, you're going but... to do an Abbott and Costello. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that sort of thing. Like, do a but big don't slapstick, do, ridiculous thing. Make it the 21 Jump Street duo. Running yeah, into, yeah. Like, meet Dracula. <laughs> you yeah. know? Because that's Universal, Jump yeah. Street, meet... No, I think that's Sony. Ah, uh, yeah, it is Sony. But yeah, like, all... that's the sort of thing that you want. You need to set up your buddy comedy, funny man, straight man dynamic, and, and then cross them over. you got to have your, your Abbott and Costello, your Jay and Silent Bob, your... Yeah, whoever running into yeah, it. Yeah, whoever the modern ver- I don't know, Hamish and Andy, whatever you want to do. Totally, um, whatever. Um, but like, because Universal has them on the payroll. Because as much anyway. as I loved how grounded and serious the Invisible Man was, um, you could totally put that, like, transplant that character into a silly situation that just happens mm-hmm. to be silly and it would just be okay. Yeah. Um, if it was like, if it was like the 21 Jump Street meets the the Universal Monster Universe. And it's mm. just them running into all the characters that they've done in totally separate ones, in totally separate, like, mini-movies within a major movie. Mm. Now, I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah, totally. The hell out of that. Yeah. But um, but also also just feel free to not but right, just do but, interesting stuff with these stories. But if Elizabeth Moss in a teaser trailer uh, runs into uh, Russell Crowe, who's there to talk to her about uh, eradicating evil... Um, <laughs> and it's a crossover with the mummy man they had uh, so many false starts on that universe because there was dracula untold yeah and then there was the mummy yeah and then it and then they did the invisible man which was super successful and it was successful because it didn't try to do all that other stuff yep and they got a confident good horror director to do it we are so off track. Um, Who are we talking about? Nicholas Nick Cage. Cage. Yes. Um, yeah, he's going to be Count Dracula. Excellent. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Tweet us at Video Shop Pod. What's your favourite Nicholas Cage movie? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Muscus at Video Shop Pod on God Must damn Town. It. God damn it. It's the a good bit. Town I'm glad Town. you've stuck with it. It's not. It's a bad bit. Um. Oh, the world's horrible. The problem is I've referenced it so much, so if I want to cut out that discussion at the start... You can't. I can't. It's too integrated. Yeah, it's, it's in there now. I have to go and take every reference I make out. So this episode's an hour and a half, down. whether you like it or not. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me go to sleep, Cal. I've got an early start tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Me too-ish. Kind of. Not really. Bye. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the store. See you next. Oh, you, oh, you're okay. Bye, bye. <laughs> now we can talk about what your thing is if you want. I haven't hit stop on the recording yet. If you want, no, I'd rather not. No. Okay, cool. Then we can just stop the recording <laughs> a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, we could have stopped it before. Okay, cool. I'll stop my recording now then. Yeah, great. <laughs> See you next. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>